cook. More airy, more light, more a mouthy coast. It's such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favourite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by everyday foodies. We're eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, our beautiful podcast listeners. We are so thrilled to bring you this new season of Obviously Good. We have joined forces with Acast and have some very exciting things coming your way. So make sure you have subscribed to the podcast and are listening each and every week. Yay! So yes. exciting! So exciting to be back behind the mics, I've ladies. you guys so much. I know, a week off, a bit sad. A week too long. <laughs> a week off in OG lands, like a year, isn't it? Definitely. God, seriously. But I mean, we probably need to introduce ourselves. So Yes, absolutely. So guys, if you were joining us this season... Definitely go back and listen to last season. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. But you were joined, as always, with myself, Spicy B. Me, Sweet Libby. And me, Buttery Bella. And we'll be bringing you all the juicy goodness in food every week. So without further ado, we thought, you know, a new season, a great time to have a new segment. We bring you Talk of the Town, which is the part of the podcast where we tell you what's hot off the pass each week. All right, so this week, to start us off, B, you sent us a little text earlier in the week with a little bit of exciting news. I do. I think, actually, Libby, I've kind of been um, hitting up your, your DMs a lot <laughs> with this one, just because you work so close. Yeah. So, talk of the town this week, guys, is Banksia Bakehouse. Yeah, it looks in insane. Grosvenor Place in the city. You haven't been sending me these DMs. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> Libby's a pastry chef. I was like, surely she's known about it. Surely she's been. Yeah, you keep atting me, being like, come on, mate. Have you been yet? Have you been yet? I'm like, I can't get there. Yeah, sending like regular updates like, been today? Been today? <laughs> um, Just checking in. <laughs> so it opened in August. Um, it's opened by Chris Sheldrick, and he was actually looking for a place for two years to open Banksia Bakehouse. And obviously because of COVID, it was delayed and now it's finally open. And it's basically just this super luxe It looks really bakehouse. good. Literally. Like, delicious pastries. Oh, delicious pies. pastries. Yeah, Mexican pies, deconstructed apple pies. Um, oh. And I think the fit out is really bougie in the sense it's all glass and you can see them making making everything behind the glass. Ah, cool. Like that a lot. Yeah. So definitely if you're in the city, get there. A little bit of a hot tip from B. Love that. Love that. Speaking of hot tips, where did we go this week, Livy, for our season two launch? I can't wait to tell you guys all about this one. So farm to table restaurant Fred's fits almost perfectly into its location in Upper Paddington on Oxford Street. Walking into the iconic eucalyptus green building through the unassuming glass doors, you're greeted with a dimly lit cocktail bar and a warm sense of welcoming. Past the bar and down the stairs, you can head to a well-known jazz-inspired bar, Charlie Parker. However, this is not what we were after. Instead, we walk straight through to the main event. The Fred's dining room is set around the fully functioning kitchen with big marble island benches, open fire grills for all the diners to watch on in anticipation. Head chef Danielle Alvarez focused on sustainable produce from paddock to plate is emulated throughout the open-style kitchen with fresh, locally-sourced ingredients on the countertop for all to see. In fact, she actually sketched out the kitchen exactly how she wanted it, gave it to Justin Hems, and he designed it exactly how it was. Now, I thought it was pretty good. What did you guys think when you walked in? Oh, it's just such a dream, isn't it? It is It is such a dream, Bella. You're right. Yeah. And I think you are spot on, Libby, in saying it's so 
unassuming unassuming you know you arrive and it doesn't look like much from the yeah. front and then you walk in it and point, totally. I walked straight past it I was like where is <laughs> literally I was like had my maps open and I was looking I was like oh okay it's coming up but I, I feel like I was waiting for a big sign or some big entrance yeah and it's the tiniest little sign on the window isn't it it's just like the four letters that. you it's know so, or five letters mm, like it's so non-showy offery but then I showing off a new Bella word and we're into it. <laughs> um, we'll keep it. Yeah, I thought I thought that too. But then when you do walk through into that big, really tall ceilings, like all the you know the marble bench top sort of thing where they're all working, it it does sort of turn into this sort of like element of like class and yeah. yeah. And do we get like Parisian vibes? Anyone else vibing with that? Oh, oh, interesting. No, because the way the kitchen is, I definitely get that from the bar at the front though. Okay, because isn't the way the kitchen designed, it's kind of like meant to be like an open plan French kitchen? Yeah, yeah. look, I'd say so. I didn't actually <laughs> find the French kitchen part of it, but definitely open plan kitchen. So mm. makes sense. And there's a lot happening. So yeah, like you said, Libby, you've got the bar at the front, you have Fred's at the back, and then underneath is Charlie Parker's. So there's like almost three venues happening in one. Yeah, it's very cool. And like even at the end, and we'll probably get to this, but when they were like trying to kick us out, they they still gave us the option to like go have a drink downstairs yeah. or go out to the front bar to have a drink. Like such a good but idea. But we will like, take any more of your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. My purse is empty now. My mortgage is gone now. Speaking <laughs> of guys. drinks, I suppose that we should talk about what we did on arrival. So we all decided to go down the cocktail route because we were treating ourselves. Cox mm-hmm. on arrival. Why not? <laughs> Cox on arrival. You are a lot, mate. You, you are a lot. Are. <laughs> Beatrice and I both got the fennel spritz mm. and Belle, you went for the Spicy margarita, Tommy. Yeah, nice. Who's Tommy when he's at home? <laughs> I've always wondered Who that. Who is Tommy when he's at home? I would like to home. know that because <laughs> I thought that it was just a one place kind of thing and then I've realized that it's everywhere. Oh, oh, oh. part of the Maryvale thing or? Oh, okay. It might be Maryvale. No, no, absolutely. So so what? I've never thought about Interesting. it before. Interesting. Can you give us another example of something else? Well, like I've just had Tommy margaritas quite a few times in my life and I'm like well where is it coming from oh interesting I like that little fact okay so you be- Bella's came out in this beautiful sort of short glass not a traditional margarita glass but it was completely green wasn't it was it? green so it felt like a bit of a fruit juice a green juice situation <laughs> thought she was having a cleanse turns out wasn't having a cleanse not at all and to be honest I'm a bit weird with chili but it was a vibe I and liked it yeah it was delicious wasn't it so yummy one no, more. I just did a quick Google search. And apparently, oh, that's why you're like, being so quiet. Yeah, no, apparently Tommy's <laughs> is actual, actually a thing. So Thomas and Elmi oh. Bermigio set up Tommy's in 1965. And they had one of a their five family children. and one of their child became a legend in the, the drinks industry for the Tommy's margarita and his knowledge of tequila. So that's there why it's called There you go. That. Love that little bit of a fact on the go. We said we're not a fact podcast, but here we are with here the facts. Here we are giving you the facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, B, what did you think of our fennel spritz? I really enjoyed it and I really thought it was spritzy and that sounds super dumb. But, you know, when, I, when I'm thinking of a spritz, I'm thinking of something a bit acidic and a bit of a hit and, and like light and fruity and ooh. Yes, definitely. And like a good start to the like a midday lunch. That, like, yeah. Exactly what we had. Yum. But spritz. you didn't super vibe it. I think the flavor combination for me was a bit nuts. Like, obviously, I adore, not obviously, but I do adore fennel. But in this context, the aniseed was just quite heavy on me. I don't know. I okay. It really yeah, like, licorice yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, it just kind of like sat not well with me. But I still drank it all quite quickly. So, But also, he handpicked those fennels. Yes, the waitress did point out that the fennel had been handpicked from a park in 
Sydney. Which feels dodgy mm. now in hindsight. Now it just feels yeah. dodgy and now I'm just like, and it was I not hope the, it was It was washed. like the fennel fronds or something, I was it? picturing a really beautiful garden somewhere that they... See, that's nice that your mind from. went there. I was just picturing a dirty garden in Newtown that a hobo pissed on. <laughs> to be like, when you were just saying it then, it did go to Newtown. <laughs> yeah, right? But originally I was in an exotic, nice little Yeah, area. let's keep it in that location. It was from that. It's from Wendy's Garden, guys. <laughs> it's from Wendy's Garden. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Keeping on with the drink theme, I do think we just need to quickly address the water situation. Oh, gosh. Yeah, better to deal with it up front. (laughs) Let's get this convo over and done with right now because it pisses me off. (laughs) So we arrive. Obviously, we're very classy ladies. So when he asks, do we want tap water or sparkling water? Beatrice says sparkling because we're lush. Why not? Fine. Cool. Why not? Also, it's sparkling water. (laughs) Sorry. Cool. One second. Bill comes. One bottle, 12 bucks. What a freaking ripoff. And of course we got a couple. Yeah, we got two bottles. This this is the thing. We had this debate afterwards because Bella was like, yeah, duh. And then I later talked to my sister and she was like, yeah, duh. And then Libby and I were like, no, no, no. Sparkling water is commonplace these days. And if you're already dropping a pretty penny on food, the least you can give me is some damn bubbly water. But I feel like I get what you're trying to say when you, you expect that of a really fancy place. But I feel like Fred's is like, they, they're fancy. You know what you're going there for, but they're still not fancy. It's not like Aria where they're like, hey, we'll give you free sparkling water. I know, but it almost the, the price that we paid for it is almost like it should be like Aria. Do you reckon? You know, it was bloody... I don't know. I just, why the hell did we not go to Aria? <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't ask if we wanted a second bottle? No, yeah. that's pissing me off. I think off that's too. where we get annoyed as well because if we knew we'd paying for it and they said, Oh, another another bottle of sparkling water, we probably sort of said, Oh no, we'll just switch to tap now. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, yeah, bring me. Yeah, it's like, all free. Going. And also like lots of places just have sparkling water on tap, so they just fill up their like nice, you know, company labelled bottles with the sparkling water yeah, didn't, and put it on your table. You say you mm. went to Mexico and it was on tap? Yeah. So if me- it's on tap at Mexico, why the bars Fred's and things like it? that I feel like they have that vibe. Yeah. Okay. Let's not get too bogged down. I'm so I'm sorry that I brought it up, but I just think it was important to discuss and get it over and done with. So if you're going to Fred's and you don't want to fork out a pretty penny for water, go for the tap. Yeah. Or bring me soda stream. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel like you opened a wound now and I'm a bit pissed off. Okay. Well, let me take you to something a bit lighter. So I'll take you to the entree. Mm. The menu itself is pretty sort of sparse. Like there's not too much on it. You can, there's an option of two appetizers, four entrees, four mains, and then the desserts come later. You didn't have too much choice, which we like. I do like mm. that because I get overwhelmed if there's too much choice. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. And often you find you get, you pick the wrong dish because you're too busy looking at everything else. Mm. We decided to share all our entrees to start. So I chose the carrot and beetroot fritter. Belle, you got the, the ravioli yeah. with the cheese and the broad beans mm-hmm. and things. And then B, you got the taglioni vongolo. Which essentially was a seafood pasta with pippies, which was very left field for me. Very. But also very delicious. So yeah. So happy that we, we got to share all that. Yeah. I think we were secretly happy that she was ordering that. <laughs> yeah. Bella was like, oh, wait, no, but I want that one. And I was like, oh, I'll get that one. So we'll share. And Bella was like, oh, okay. I'm not going <laughs> to. This is so good. I'm not going to. Maybe I'll, maybe she doesn't know it has seafood. In it. I just won't say anything. <laughs> Do not tell her. <laughs> uh, I thought that all of them were really good. The only thing that I have to really comment on for the entrees was that I thought that the fritter was a bit overcooked. Yeah. You did, yeah, you did say that at the time. I mean, personally, I didn't think so. But again, my palate is weak. I just, yeah, look, that dish didn't do it for me compared to the passes. Yeah, agreed. It reminded me a lot of the beetroot bhajis at Colombo Social. 
we, yep, guys, yes. if you're listening, was our first episode of season oh, one. How fitting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Full circle, guys. Full circle. <laughs> that is so nice. Yeah, I agree with you. And I thought that they were just had been deep fried for a bit too long. I don't know why. I think that, that maybe that was just a personal thing. I thought they were actually kind of a, now that I'm thinking about it, a bit of a random dish on the menu. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Compared to, yeah. Compared it, to everything else. It did come out quite beautifully. Like it has bits of big, fresh roasted beetroot bits with you know um a a big swirl of sort of yogurt or something on the bottom which was yum but it was a pretty random interesting Mm. because fred's is modern european yeah that is what it's classified as so is that modern european i mean so i suppose it's so close to the middle east that maybe naturally they would adapt to you know falafels things like that there's some blurred lines, blurred lines. oh yeah. so you're saying that because the fritter kind of resembled a falafel that you're well, saying to me like i looked at that and i was like it's like it reminds me of a falafel yeah okay and that's sort of good to note just quickly it's obviously not like your you know corn fritter that you get a bu- at a brunch it's like a fritter more like a you know as if it's been piped into the oil or like sort of dropped in like you would you know when you're making donuts sometimes people just you just can yes it's like a dollop of mixture that's been fried on even yeah exactly exactly right so i think that um that's just something to note but otherwise i don't really have a comment on either of the pastas i thought they were just stunning oh yeah. i thought they were so good i mean do we comment on the th- Three ravioli. Oh, true. But always the way. Yeah. Just to highlight what she's trying to say is the, the ravioli comes to the plate and there's only three ravioli. So, <laughs> and you know, but, so what if we're, you know, if we're averaging that, like, what was that? $30? Yeah. Is that yeah. $10 a piece of ravioli? Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty pricey for some. <laughs> I almost feel like it's so rich that you couldn't do more. No, agreed. It makes sense. And you know what? It is an entree and we're only... Thinking that because we shared it, if that was you and you had the three pieces, you'd probably be happy. Yeah. 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 No, 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 I agree. I agree. I think the other thing that I was also really happy with was when we decided to order the wine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That was a like, you can't go wrong with that. I know. Um, It is a bit of a, it's a huge wine list. So you, it's kind of hard when, and when you're like us and you, you know, you don't have a deep knowledge of wine. No, it's a bit tricky. And they do come over and like sort of pressure you about it. Like he was mm. a bit, he was a bit thingy about being like, oh, you should, you know, try this one or this one. And they were the, both like the ones for $200. Yeah, and they're we were always like, going to upsell oh. you. Yeah, always, you know, <laughs> they, they, they train guess, them to do that. I guess the best wines are the most expensive ones. So if you're sitting there going, oh, what's the best? I guess. That's it what, is, yeah, it yeah, is the $200 yeah, okay, bottle yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. You know? I see what you're saying. I guess we usually have to say, what's the best under 100 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, literally. And so we actually went for one of the only three that were under 100 mm. which was the um, Mornington Peninsula Pinot Gris. Loved it. Nice, easy, very drinkable wine. Very drinkable. I don't drink it. white wine and really enjoyed it and didn't feel sick later. Happy, usually I don't drink good. it because white wine makes like lots of preservatives and makes me have a headache. I feel that way with rosé. Yeah. All right, on to the main event. I'll go first because I ordered something separate to you two, and then mm-hmm. I want you two to deep dive. So I got the pan fried mulloway, which is just a individual piece of fish came out with some wilted greens on the side. I just have a tiny, tiny thing to say. Unfortunately, my fish was a tiny bit overcooked. Oh. It's really disappointing because, like, your beetroots was overcooked. Yeah. Maybe my taste was just think things are I had like an overcooked day. That's sort of not a thing. No, but it? you do cook a, a cook. I mean, you probably do cook, but you do eat a lot of fish. I do. So you I do eat know, loads don't of fish? You? Yeah, you and would like, know. Well, I think I would know, and now I'm questioning myself. But I just thought, for my taste buds, maybe it was just a bit overcooked, and so disappointing because it's such an expensive dish. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like daylight rubbery when you think about it. I know. And I think like the importance in the place is, you know, putting that emphasis on the fresh produce. And so you'd have to assume that there was quite an expensive, you know, locally sourced, well-maintained fish. But does it justify 50 bucks when it's overcooked? Like, I'm not sure it does. Was that $50? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my golly, golly, goodness. (laughs) Oh my golly, golly, gumdrops. I can't say, (laughs) I can't say that when... How much Bella and I's was. Ah, uh, yes. Now tell us about your main meal. Well, we got the 800 gram ribeye. And it literally came out with the bones still on the plate, which he encouraged us to, to eat, get, to get into. Like we, he's like, make sure you use your hands, guys. Don't expect, I don't want you to be ladies today. <laughs> yeah, like, which oh, I thought okay. was a we needed that joke. We needed that though, because B, yeah, like as you guys know, or if you don't know, she uses knives and forks for everything so for her to pick up a bone is like the apocalypse or something yeah that was that was my worst nightmare and then i succumbed to the peer pressure and you'll probably see on the instagram me gnawing in a bone and then you know bella and i are sharing the bone COVID times and then i was like oh it's finger food and started eating the, the potatoes with my fingers and yeah, it got a bit out of control like, I'm like, lettuce with the- <laughs> I know. but that meat was so good so good like how did it come cooked again medium rare medium rare so a little I don't, bit on the rare side a little bit on the rare side and i don't eat too much rare meat. i'm a savage i eat like well done meat no and i think that makes you less of a savage yeah oh. true yeah oh. <laughs> anyway i'm a savage to the meat chefs hate me because they're like oh seriously you're ruining my produce so this time i was like i'm just gonna take it as it comes because i'm not gonna ruin this meal and it was a mental battle because you're right. It was quite on the rarer side. There was a lot of blood happening on that plate, um, but it tasted so good. Oh, like, like so good. Yeah. It comes out with horseradish and Dijon mustard and salts that Yum. just hit yeah. the spot. So, so good. I think it was some of the best meat I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, for sure. And you're a meat person, Belle. Do you I'm reckon it was your best meat you've had? I mean, like one of the best. Oh, like I'm, I love just a basic steak, but this was just next level like if you go there you have to have it and not a lot of fat like it was like actually a lot of meat yeah like it was all meat you could eat all of it yeah i mean it definitely didn't turn me no you no i wasn't that interested but it looked amazing and i think it looked really like like it was cooked well and cared for well and things like that so i appreciated that and i appreciated how much you guys enjoyed it i thought that was really good Mm, definitely a sharing meal should we say to everyone and they say that when yes unless you're gonna pay $125 $125 for one dish. I mean, look, each to their own. Yeah, but also happens. that would be a shite load of meat for one person. That, <laughs> like, rich. like that would clog your arteries. Whoa. Well, speaking of clogging arteries. <laughs> we continued to. With the sides. So not necessarily, but the duck fat potatoes, that's sort of what made me think mm. of it. Oh, yeah. Um, came to the table, really crispy, roasty, yum. And they're a bit iconic, these potatoes. I've been told by countless people to actually go make, when you go, make sure you get the duck fat potatoes. Mm. I don't know what I was expecting, but I think I was expecting. Because of that, you had high expectations. Yeah. And so they were good. They were great, but they were just potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so I was a bit like, oh, okay, whatever. True. Oh, yeah. Potatoes. I just love them. I mean, like I'm a sucker for potato. We know that. Yeah, we do. We, we do know that. And so for you, good. Great. Great. I think we all love potato. No, absolutely. And happily sat on both our dishes dishes well. well yeah and so yeah. that also as well as that we also got the salad with like a nice vinaigrette on it which i feel like we needed absolutely oh you always need a bit of like green green to cut it yeah yeah to cut, to cut. that 
yeah, to mix yeah. with the meat. Oh, I was getting really intense. Oh, Bella's doing a bit of a dance <laughs> thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I think that it was it, the salad looked really beautiful as well. It had that sort of heirloom lettuce that was like of the different varieties and stuff like that. Like it's a bit extra, like an extra salad, but yum. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't. I'm just thinking now, like looking at the plate and you'll see in the photos that it just wasn't overcomplicated. Do you know what I mean? You had a piece of fish. We had literally just a plate of meat potatoes and salad and it was just delish do you know what I mean there wasn't yes. all this fancy crap happening with herbs and I mean and bobs and it probably was some herbs happening I mean there was definitely like fancy stuff happening behind the scenes yeah but, but we don't table. want to know about it we just want to taste it yeah but I think that that is sort of the point of Fred's right like I was reading some article about the the restaurant and how the name came up and it sounds like it's not really like about Fred necessarily it was just more that Justin was talking to Danielle she was sort of asking like oh why why is it called Fred's and he's like because it's just Fred's like it's just unassuming and it's just that's just how it is now she kind of loves it because it's like Fred could be anyone he could yeah. be I know but it's know, so funny and it, the basic old guy yeah exactly <laughs> basic old Joe no, but basic old Fred oh, okay it's fine, but, <laughs> oh I meant Joe is an old mate but you know what I mean and, yeah, so, and if you if you know if you've seen Fred's like if you've actually seen the name there is a weird space in the name uh, weird mm. and we don't know why we tried to google it can so you it's please like a copyright thing do you reckon surely like let's be different wait surely let's put a space in it because we can't copyright the name Fred's well as in they want something that's theirs but when you Google Marketing it, if you put the space in, so we're talking about the name, it goes F-R-E space D-S. And, but then when you try and do that into Google, nothing, like, nothing comes up. It, doesn't, it just sh- takes it back to Fred's the word. Everything written everywhere else is Fred's normally without the space. So I'm like, was that just an error and now they're running with it? <laughs> Maybe because on the menus it's the same, like it has the space. Yeah. But it's just like – Classic Justin. And, you know, I'm going to say Justin because I feel like we're on first name basis the amount of times we've talked about him on this podcast. But classic Justin to go and make something that's just like, oh, yeah, this will just be this. And now it's iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the name Fred's. Anyone else would be like Fred's. It's like now it's iconic because he did it. It is totally, totally iconic. Turns things to gold. Genius. Continuing on the no frills vibe. Yeah. Dessert. Yeah. Yep, I see what you're saying. Okay, yes, I agree. So what we got for dessert was a dark chocolate and salted caramel tart with a little bit of whipped creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. But it comes to the table as like just half a tartlet basically. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit underwhelming. A bit unassuming, a bit. I just don't know why you'd bother cutting a tart in half. Well, they'd done all the work to put it all together properly and then they just cut it in half. Yeah. And we only got half a tart for I know, 18 bucks. Like, like, yeah. Where's the other half? It being 18 bucks. <laughs> where's the other half? Literally, Someone else the, ate it. On the table next to us. Seriously. We're rationing here. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. You know, it came out and obviously, you know, Libby, you're a pastry chef. So you're looking at like, ooh. But still, it looks, I thought it looked pretty good when it came out, to be fair. Yeah. It really? I just thought it looked a bit meh. But then I think back and it was all a bit. The plating was a bit meh everywhere. Yeah, and, but it's because not about it's, the plating. And it's not meh as in it looked bad. It did look good still, but it's it a just bit like... It just simple. It's just simple. That's yeah, it. Yeah, it's simple. Which is what we like anyway. That's true. And it tasted great. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I struggle sometimes with the desserts that have like the dusting of cacao, cacao on oh. the top. It hits my throat and it's like gets really dry and then <laughs> I, I can't eat. I like inhale it and then can't breathe. And I'm like, I didn't know cacao yeah. could have this effect. Yeah, really. You're like, you're like... <laughs> It's like when you're a kid and you like eat too much Milo out of the tin or something. And you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, just like sand in your mouth. <laughs> yes. But no, Yummy. I I actually like it. Yeah. 
I thought that the tart was really good. I thought the caramel was a bit not set as well as I was hoping because it was sort of leaking out onto the plate from where they cut it, mm. which you'd expect not to necessarily be the case with a tart. Often you want to have like a quite a clean slice of the tart. Interesting. I wouldn't know that. Like I, wouldn't, I didn't actually even see that, but I was going to say that the pastry was very thin. And yum. Yeah, but like very crumbly. Yeah, but which go- is good. You go- want you want pastry to be crumbly, I think at least, nice well, in your mouth. You would know. You would know. <laughs> Dessert definitely didn't end there, obviously. Yeah. We were like, we're not ready to wrap this up. Where are these espresso martinis? <laughs> Get ASAP. me an espresso martini. Sappy bowl. Or if you're Libby, glass of wine. True. I did get actually just a really nice glass of white wine from the Canary Islands in Spain. I... Oh, I loved this story because oh, yes. yeah, enter bougie waiter that we were trying to work out if he was married or not. <laughs> we spent way too long trying to decide if he had a wedding ring on or not. <laughs> yeah. But he did tell me this lovely story about the wine that I got where – Essentially, the grape itself only now comes from Canary Island because um, there was some sort of grape disease that all the grapes in Spain got, at, you know, 40 years ago. And because the Canary Island's actually separate, it, it was, survived on the island. It survived on the island. Oh my gosh, I, like a grape apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I think that's so cool. It I isolated itself. <laughs> I mean, did you find it fascinating or did you find it fascinating because he was explaining he it? Could, he could be telling me about anything and I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, tell me more. Anyway, I loved my little glass of wine. He chose it for me specifically, um, which also was nice. Mm. And so, yeah. <laughs> the price of a cocktail as well. It, yes. It I thought that was a, a really rogue move, like finishing on a wine. I think it's a cool move. Yeah, it's definitely classy and I want to be you. But, but like, oh, espresso martinis all the way. Was it good espresso martini? Yeah, yeah, it was good. But also, don't you think sometimes, like, espresso martinis now are, like, so basic? No. No, it wasn't, like, every I basic bitch orders one. Aperol spritz is a basic and they don't even taste that good. Don't at me. No, they're so not basic because, like, you, you go to Italy and the Italians are drinking Aperol spritzes. That's, like, heritage, yeah. you know? But then you go to New York City and you're sitting there in some high-ass bar drinking an espresso martini and twiddling your ring. There's the story about the espresso martini, where it came from. It was Kate Moss, I think, maybe, sitting in a bar. And she oh. leans over to the to the waiter and says, I, I need a drink that will wake me up and fuck me up. I and love he makes that. that oh, and then behold the espresso martini. Yeah. Of course, it's Kate that. Moss. Kate Moss. I mean, maybe that's again. a rumor, but. I like uh, it now rumor. I feel don't so basic. Whoa, don't so basic. <laughs> Good. My brain is not working. New word from B as well. So we have don't so basic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoa. Whoa. So that basically ends the ends the menu for the day. What did we think generally? Look, I had the time of my life. I, I was on cloud nine. Yeah, I was singing. I totally was <laughs> up until the bill came. Oh yeah, we don't oh. talk about that. <laughs> so. COVID times, when you book at Fred's, they ask that you put a deposit down and it's $100 minimum spend. Yep. Each. Um, each. So um, <laughs> we had already put down, if you can do the maths, there's three of us, we'd already put down that amount prior to arriving at the venue. If you cancel within 48 hours, they keep your money. So make sure you, if you're going, guys, you actually go. Yeah, you pl- plan mm. it, book it in, go. Commit. <laughs> Otherwise, you will lose a considerable amount of money. So I just want to quickly check. Are we going to tell our listeners how much it cost us? No. Oh, I don't think, you know. Let's keep it magical. You know, magicians always keep their secrets. I think if people reach out to us, we can tell them. Because it's interesting to know how much money we spent. We spent a yeah, shitload. Well, 
we're not going to respond to these DMs, Libby, if you want All to. Oh, people are going to slide in. Yes, yeah, slide into our DMs. That's a great idea. And I'll manage the Instagram next week. So, <laughs> Also, you can tell everyone. <laughs> so I'll tell you. We still all have access. So if we open it before Libby sees it. <laughs> we will not be responding. We'll block you. We're not going to block you guys. <laughs> no. If you really want to know, you can definitely download the menu and have a look. But that's a lot of Effort, like homework Don't to do. Don't do that. you got better things Just to do. Just DM Libby privately. <laughs> yeah. DM me. Sweet Libby, I'll tell you. But I suppose that brings us on to order off the menu, which is the part of the podcast where we decide whether it's worth a visit or not. So, Libby, carrying on from the whole money section. Yep, yep. Give us dollars for dishes. I've been feeling really nervous about this and have thought a lot about it to try and make sure that I give you guys the right the true and right outcome, but I just don't know how I can possibly compare it to anything else we've been to. It is so much more expensive than anywhere else we've really been. And the quality of food is great. Like your steak, that is worth a lot of money. And so in terms of value in that instance, yeah, it was great value for money. But then the water, (laughs) my overcooked fish, my the fritters, I mean, the service itself definitely deserves a 10 out of 10. Amazing. Love them. They were so nice to us. Love mm. the experience. Had the best day ever. So like, I've got to take that into consideration. But I think if I'm looking purely at the food, I'm not thinking that there's too much value for money. I'm thinking it's a three out of five. Okay. Interesting. Okay. It's pretty low, I know, for something so amazing because it was such an amazing experience. So don't take that to mean that the experience wasn't great. It just means when you go – you're going to be forking out a lot of cash. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think you know that you will be forking out a lot of cash, but the overall experience makes up for that. Yeah. For and, sure. I, and I do think I still am considering that in value for money, but I don't think I can necessarily – I don't think I can give it any higher just for, for how expensive to what we actually got out of it it was. That's true. Absolutely. So, you got to rate it how you see it. It would definitely be a – place like a special occasion i would go there for that yeah all right so that brings us on to to mate or date yes so i've thought about this because you could definitely do you know go there with your girlfriends for your it is quite it does have quite a girly vibe to it it would be cute for a bougie girl lunch yeah like 100 percent, and go for that if you want but also you can definitely take your boyfriend there or a date we did see a date, didn't we? We did. I felt like Bella wanted to be part of the date. I, know, I was going to go sit down with them and then I thought, no. You were trying to work Control out the yourself. whole time what kind of, where they were up to in their relationship, what I was going like on. The thing about date though is that it's not somewhere that you'd go on a first date. No. Unless they were a complete baller. Or you're like in your Which mid is fine. Unless they were your sugar We daddy. don't discriminate against ballers. <laughs> in fact, we actually encourage. We encourage. <laughs> we encourage ballers. But in this instance, it would you'd be. I think I would feel kind of like too pressured if they took you there. You'd be like, sheesh, do I have to pay for this date? Are they going to pay for it? Yeah, but you're setting the bar very high if you're going to friends. That's what date. I mean. That's what I mean. Unless you're like mid fifties and you're dating, you know, yeah. that's a good place to go on a first date. True. Is that a bit random? Oh, it's a bit random, but no. no. Um, is that a bit random that I'm just thinking about 50-year-olds dating? No, because no, everyone deserves to date. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Divorce rates are high. There are people out there that are <laughs> You've got another 20 years until you have to think about that. But. 20 years? All right, enough of that chat. B, booze your basic. So basic. <laughs> I couldn't even get you guys on that one. Obviously, it is bougie. From the minute you walk in that door, it is bougie central. 
And the wait staff were very good. I don't think we pointed that out yet. They were very attentive. I love their little um, uniforms as well. Yeah, shout very, out to their uniforms. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to those aprons. Hot. Hot. Um, super charming. Um, yeah, like I said, very attentive. Just the vibe is relaxed and lovely and it's classy. You know, when you go to the when you get up to go to the bathroom, they come and re-jiggle your serviette like yeah oh, i went a lot of about four serviettes and i was you so did, happy about you it. did you did <laughs> um no surprises there so definitely bougie yeah that was an easy one from you and i completely agree i think that's all for for talking about freds oh. i think it's time to move on to food features and fails I don't want to end the experience look unfortunately mm. we have to keep going so food features and fails is the part of the podcast where we tell you a feature or a fail from our last week Bella, feature or fail? Now, I've been to this place a few times in my life, but I've never actually featured it. So I'm going to take a moment now to really appreciate it. If anyone is ever in Barangaroo, which they probably are. Yeah, like it's a common place to go to be. You need to go to Zushi. Oh, okay. I've heard lots of mixed feelings about Zushi. Like, look, it's expensive. Okay. So it's not like your sushi train that you would normally go to if you were craving sushi. Yep. But it is oh, like... I love it. Worth it. Worth every what sort of so it's obviously Japanese sushi restaurant. Yeah. Did you get anything particular that you can shout out so everyone knows what to get when they go? Definitely. I got the tiger roll and it comes out looking beautiful and you just want it to last forever, as you always do with those things. But do those rolls cost like a lot of money? Twenty bucks. Shit. Whoa. And you How could big get is this. Well, like you leave quite full, so it's not like you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Like I know, but I reckon you know, like you go to sushi train or whatever, and you can get like four big rolls for twenty bucks. Yeah, so that's what I mean. You you're going there for it's the bougie sushi, isn't it? Hundred percent. All right, well, shout out to sushi. Good on you. B, feature or fail? Have a feature this week. It's only a small one though. Okay. Um, I I'm croissants. Oh, just a shout out to the general Arm and Croissant. Featuring Arm and Croissants. Okay. It's so randy. I love it. I just, I saw it in the window on Monday morning and I thought, I might have a cheeky Arm and Croissant. <laughs> and they asked me if I wanted it heated up. And I said no, because I was going back to the office. But then I was like, oh, maybe I'll heat it up. And I did. Heated up an Arm and Croissant. Yes, and I did heat it up and it was so good. That is so random. The so almond, random. like butter or whatever's in the middle was just oozing out and it was warm and yummy and just really good. I mean, it seems weird, but it is making my mouth water. So, yeah. yum. Absolutely. Also, yum. almond croissants are the pinnacle of croissant land. I know, but I they're feel like favorite. they're really touch and go. I, oh, As in people do crappy ones, people do good ones. I still think that they're the best. Not really? Like chocolate. No. Nah. There's never <laughs> enough chocolate in the chocolate ones. That's it. No, there's not. But there's never fine. enough. What about, what about chocolate and almond croissants? Oh, they're so good. Oh, whoa. That is like yum, yeah. yum, yum. Yeah. They have one at the bakery near my house. It's so good. Probably have them at Bangs. Sorry, as you can hear, my mouth is actually (laughs) salivating. What's wrong with us? I'm going a bit crazy. Libby, bring us home with feature or fail. I've got another feature for you guys this week. Of course you do. Of course you do. I thought you were going to be banned this season from featuring. But I mean, surely you want me to spread the love. I've got lots of love about food to give, you know? Yeah, but someone shouldn't get that many features. It's not fair. I know, but life's just good for me, Mm. you know? It must be nice being this good. Must I be know. nice. <laughs> but a little shout out to Hamish Nandy there. If, if you guys are listening, Hamish Nandy, we love you. We love you. Definitely anyway, so I'm going to feature Ather Blue Burger. Okay. Now, this is a little burger shop in Clavelli. 
everyone listening is going to be like, how have you not been here earlier? Because it's so iconic. It's, you know, there's always lines out the door. For some reason I haven't. And Jack took me recently and it literally blew my mind. You guys know how much I love a role. I know. And this is what it it is. I love, I love a role. And it's just this beautiful, like fresh white bread roll. And I got the Paulo, Paolo maybe, and it had fish, it had potato salad on it, random, but so fucking good. Excuse my language, but it was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Penny. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was that good. It blew my mind. That's really interesting that you're featuring that because I, I, as you guys know, if you don't know, I live in the hood. And so I do not go to Clavelli at all. Yeah. And I went there two weeks ago, drove past that exact place and was in the car with a group of friends and I was like, we're all like, why is there a line for that rando shop? It does look rando, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because I literally was in the car with Margot and she was raving about it. And so so how weird is that? Weird. It's that good. Like definitely, definitely worth a try. And I highly, highly recommend the fish burger. I've totally redeemed myself since our experience at the Lord Dudley when I got the other fish burger, the infamous fish burger. Still a very rogue thing to order at a pub. Yes. yes, but in this case, you buy the sea. It kind of looks like an old school fish and chips restaurant. You can also get chips. So good. So, but what are they known for though? Are they known for burgers, the burgers. or rolls or the burgers are what they're known for, and the burgers come in like in a roll as opposed to like a burger bun. That's their point of difference. Yeah, I think so. I think their point of difference really is just that it's really cheap, really good quality food, and like they pump it out. You know, mm. yum. Definitely recommend it. Huge feature out of the blue burger. Yum, yum, yum. Love it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to our first episode of season two. We will be here every Tuesday for your lovely earbuds. So make sure you subscribe. And we would really love if you could leave us a rating, leave us a review and tell a friend. Yes. And we'd also love you to jump into our Facebook community. That's obviously good podcast on Facebook. Yeah. And if you want to continue on to Instagram, you can see pics from today's episode or any other episode on obviously good podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.